Well, you know, God takes us through some things so that we can help folks. I've stood beside several beds since the time that I had my surgery and people frightened, frightened not knowing what to expect. And when going through the procedures and going through the, through the test and uh, not understanding what's happening to them, not understanding the, the, the pain that they're feeling uh, physically, not understanding why this is happening to them at this time and not knowing what to expect. And uh, too often the doctors don't take time to explain to them, it's become just a regiment that they do every day. I mean, as the doctor told me, he said, we do 4,500 of these every year. And we usually have good success. I didn't want to be one of those unusual ones. And to him, I was just number 3,901 or 4,007. And I thought, this is me. I've not been through this 4,500 times a year. I've never had this done in my life. The surgeon had the same, the same type of attitude. He said, well, we've done 1,400 of these surgeries with usual success. <laughs> I'm glad to know about your experience, but this is happening to me now, and I need some understanding, and I need somebody to, to take my hand, and I need somebody to pray with me, and I need somebody to stand with me, and I need somebody to care. God takes us through those things sometimes so that we can be that person when somebody else needs somebody. Because when you're there, you definitely need somebody, and you definitely desire somebody to come and, and to help and to reach out and take your hand. And then too often, too often, too often in this world, there's too many people that don't have anybody. Too many people that no one, no one seems to care about. But God takes us through those things sometimes so that he can use us. And he can call us and he can say, you've been through it. You've been successful. I brought you through this pain. I brought you through this devastation. I brought you through this adversity to this place so that you could be a help to someone else. And I could use you. And Paul realized that God was using it for good in his life. He says, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. Three times I prayed about this, Paul says. Now, I've prayed about things a whole lot more than three times. I've prayed about things hundreds of times, thousands of times. And still God didn't remove it. You know, like anyone else, it would have been, I, I would thought it had been a lot easier, you know, and God just, you know, snap his finger, just lift his finger and, and be healed, but God didn't do it. And I said so many times, God, I'm the worst candidate to be going through this. I don't think I can make it. I don't think I can survive. And deep, 
down in his whispering voice and say, you can. Not only you can, but you will. Because my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. How often have we reached that point of, of weakness in our life where we come to the place that we have exhausted all our resources. <laughs> all our resources. We've tried everything that we could imagine. Everything that, that we would pray about even or maybe would come to our mind or would think that we would think would be the answer or we think that this has got to work. It's worked for somebody else. It's worked in these other circumstances. Too often we look for the, uh, you know, the little rubber stamp solution to our problem. And it just doesn't work that way. I'm glad God is a God that he is personal. He is very personal. He, he doesn't just give me some rubber stamp answer that he's given to somebody else, but he comes to me and he deals with me personally. He communes with me personally. He lets me know that even though there are a billion galaxies in the universe and an innumerable number of stars and an innumerable number of sands on the sea, that he still cares for me. And he is interested in me. He's interested especially when I heard, and then he wants me to exhaust all my resources that I might depend upon my only resource, which is him. When I run out of all that I'm trying to do, when I run out of all the world's resources, and I find that there's no other place that I can go, where could I go? Where could I go? There's no other place I can go but to him. Then I'm right where he wants me to be. You know, God spends a lot of time doing that in our lives. Because of foolish pride, we think that we're sufficient within ourselves. We think that we can do it ourselves. And especially in the modernistic world that we live in and the technologies that we have and the, the learnings and universities and educations and, and the examinations that we've made in all the different areas and we think that we have all the answers to every question and we find that the basic questions we still don't have the answers for. But one. One answer and it's one word and it's Jesus. One answer and one word and it's Jesus. You might say that's too simple. Well, might I point to the ones that it has not been too simple for? In the scripture, might I point to the ones that in the everyday walk of life that it's not been too simple for? They have used, they have leaned upon him. I love that old song, learning to lean, learning to lean. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. And that's the process. 
of life. That's the everyday, the everyday issue, the everyday business of the Christian life is that we are learning to lean, learning to lean. And just when you think you've learned to lean, you'll learn to lean a little more. You'll learn that you can't walk. Reminds me of that other song. And I can't even walk without him holding my hand. I mean, I can't do anything except for my dependence upon him. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. And you notice Paul's life was never the same. Paul had so many of the same struggles that we have. That I would do, I do not. That I would not do, that I do. He had no struggles. Same struggles as David had. Same struggles as Moses had. Same struggles that all down through life that people have. All down through history, people have had. That's why that God gave the book of Job as the first book written in the Old Testament was that in the book of Job that those types of stresses and strains and pressures are dealt with. That's why God gave the book of James as the first book to be written in the New Testament was that the book of James deals with those same types of pressures and struggles of everyday life because God knows we face them. But what about when God doesn't remove the thorn and it remains. We pray for deliverance. and We come to the realization that God is using it in our lives. And we have been trusting that God would remove the adversity. But he doesn't. But he replies that his power is sufficient to carry us through. You know, until you become come to the place that you're willing to accept that. Willing to accept that. That devastation will continue to take place in your life. Paul prayed three times and he believed God's word. He leaned on God's word. He believed God's word. He trusted God's word. And what God said was good enough. What God said was he didn't mean it was sufficient to remove it, but it was sufficient to take it through. And that's why Paul didn't blow up. You know, you see so many lives that start down the, the Christian way and their life explodes. They become a casualty. They make shipwreck. But Paul's life didn't do that because God knew exactly where to touch him, exactly what he needed 